0: That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. All right, welcome on in, everybody. What's going on? I've got my... Now tell me who gonna check me boo Rose for tonight. Let's open this baby up, because that's the vibe I am feeling. I hope everybody else is feeling that vibe. First live, but got... But got what? Started the audiobook for Tuesday. Okay, Welcome on in, everybody. We have the YouTube live. We have the podcast going. If you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, you are catching a rebroadcast. This was taped Thursday night live via Instagram at nofield 2 with Tech on the Instagram. You are watching a rebroadcast, but if you're doing this on the YouTube, then I'm right there in the live chat with you. We have so much to break down. We're going to be recapping Beverly Hills. We're going to be talking about some of these trailers. We have the Summer House trailer We have the Salt Lake City taglines and the trailers. Oh, we already got the badges going tonight. Yes. Come on in, everybody. I hope you're drinking some of my No Filter Rosé. You can get it at nofilterwine.com. Nofilterwine.com. Tonight, I'm drinking Who gonna Check Me Boo. The Zach Pack. Yes, Casper. The Zach Pack is in the house. I will probably do maybe an after party, depending on how long this goes. I don't want it to go too long now that we're uploading on the podcast and on YouTube, which if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and that like button. If you're listening to this on, on the podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave me a nice five-star review because some of those Ronald Richards trolls are going up in the reviews. And, like, I don't love it because they're not very nice to me. Um, but I do love you guys, and I appreciate all the love. Wow, the badges are popping off tonight. Badges are popping off tonight. I love it. Thank you guys for the love and the support. If you're on YouTube and you're sending in super uh, the super likes, I appreciate you guys there, too. Live every Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, on Instagram, which goes up live on the YouTube the next morning and on the podcast. So you're listening to this probably Friday morning. Okay. So let's get it going. Let me take a sip of my rosé first. Mm. Ah, Ooh, baby. ASMR. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, baby. Okay. So before we dive into the Beverly Hills recap, and then we'll get into the Summer House and Salt Lake City stuff. But before we go into the recap of Beverly Hills, I do want to talk about this story that I'm seeing all over the fucking news today that's really starting to piss me off, and it's saying that the attorney or the investigator on the bankruptcy case, which if you go at No Filter with Zach, there's a whole breakdown of the actual bankruptcy, and you can see that... The two cases within the Girardi bankruptcy, there's the Tom Girardi personal bankruptcy, and then there's the Girardi-Keith bankruptcy. And you can see kind of the breakdown of what they're investigating as it relates to Erica, the debts that Tom owes, and then what she actually is accused of owing back to Tom Girardi. So that's if you want to understand that. However, I've been seeing this article all over the place saying that the special counsel investigator, I don't want to say his name, but you all know who he is, he made her an offer, a payment offer, basically saying for each hundred thousand that she voluntarily returns of the 25 million that she's accused of receiving from Gerardy Keyes, he will add 10% to that hundred thousand dollars. So for every hundred thousand that she volunteers to give to the bankruptcy he'll match it with 10%, which really isn't him giving 10% of his own money. As we've covered on the podcast, he makes 40%, so he would basically just be giving a portion of his fee back to the bankruptcy and taking 30% instead of 40% or 45%. Now, first of all, this offer was made on Twitter. It wasn't made in court. It wasn't made in mediation. You can't mediate via Twitter. You can't make an offer like that via the Twitter Like, uh, we squashed our beef over the weekend, and now I'm just like, and then you just went right back to the circus tricks. You cannot make a formal mediation or a formal offer via Twitter. I would assume, I would guess, I'm just speculating here, that Elisa Miller, who's the actual trustee and the judge, probably didn't authorize that deal either, because it seemed like it was kind of an on the whim thing and for those of you that keep asking because I did say, you know, since he wanted a one-on-one on my show, I said, "Fine, I'll give you one hour unedited, unfiltered where you can hit all of the heavy questions and answer and defend yourself if that's really what you want to do, then I'll give you that opportunity, but donate a portion of your proceeds." I didn't ask him to donate all of his part all of his proceeds. And let me just clarify I don't have an issue with him getting paid. That was never my issue. My issue was never with him collecting a paycheck. I believe everyone is entitled to a paycheck to the job they're doing. My issue was with the circus tricks and the speculation versus fact and the media games that we were playing. That's always what my issue was. It went beyond the scope of what the job actually was. It went beyond the scope of actually helping the victims. And I just wanted everyone to remember, ooh, my my copy of Pretty Mess just got here, um, which we'll talk about because that's for book club and we're going to dissect that every week. But my issue was never with him getting a paycheck. I just wanted everyone to be clear with how large of a paycheck he was receiving. And it's a 40% paycheck, 40 to 45% paycheck on top of expenses. So I also didn't love the false narrative of him saying, I'm doing this all out of pocket, out of the goodness of my heart. You know, it's all coming out of pocket. Yes, but then you get it all paid back. But we've already got into that. I don't want to beat a dead horse. My issue with this now is he's asking Erica to give back the $25 million I believe within the next few days, like he he didn't give her much time, but he said, give it all back, give it all back early and I'll match every hundred K with 10% of, of, you know, 10%. My issue was, wait a hold up. Wait a minute. This is an active investigation. First of all, you need to get your deals approved by the judge and by the trustee. Don't think that happens. So it doesn't feel like a real deal. It feels like another circus trick on top of that though. It's your job. To investigate like this has the, the reason it keep they keep saying there's an alleged 25 million is because it has yet to be proven in court. Like you have to prove a case. I can't just say, hey, you lady across the street, you owe me twenty five thousand dollars. And guess what? If you just pay it all this week and not bother to, you know, let me let, have me prove my case in court, then you know what? I'll, I'll donate 10 percent. It doesn't work that way. That's not how the law works. The law, you have to prove that somebody stole that money or fraudulently, you know, received that money. Whatever the case is, you have to prove it. Your job is the investigator, so investigate it. Do your job. That has always been my paycheck. Now, that has always been my problem. Not with him getting a paycheck, but him not doing his J-O-B. Earn that paycheck. You want that paycheck? You better earn that check, homie. Don't send your wife after me either. She needs to stay out of my comments. Um, the case has yet to be made. The judge has yet to make a judgment. Nothing has been settled. Nothing has been done. And the reason nothing's been done is because guess what? There's no proof. Show me the proof. I want her to pay. I want Erica to pay the victims. But I want Ron to do his job. I want Ray to pay his bills. I want Tom to pay his bills. And I want Ron to do his job. Mm yes, everybody, at DragMeMonique is in the live chat. I see people shouting you out. Artisan is shouting you out. Give her a follow. She was on my podcast, at DragMeMonique. Love her commentary. She's great. So in order for there to be a full investigation, there needs to be, and we kind of touch on this lightly on this week's episode with David Goodrich. He's a lawyer. He is a Former partner of Lisa Miller, who's the trustee on the bankruptcy, so he worked has worked with her personally. He has a, re, a personal relationship or personal working relationship, rather. He was on the podcast, and we talk about how there needs to be an actual forensic accounting done of the Girardi books so that we can even determine because we also have to remember. I come at you with facts. You may not always like the facts, but I come at you with facts. You have to remember that even though. A lot of the money was allegedly stolen from clients. You do have to remember that he was the lawyer on these cases. He was the lawyer brokering these settlements. So he is still entitled to a commission. Similar to Ronald Richards, it was probably about 40%. I think it's it ranges between like 30 to 45% is what the lawyers actually take when they win a settlement for you. So there is a percentage of the money that came into Girardi-Keese Keys is entitled to girardi Keys. We also know that Tom was taking out these really high interest loans, which is standard for lawyers that do these commission-based cases. If you take on a commission-based case, you are fronting a lot of the upfront expenses. You do get paid in the end. However, it isn't uncommon for a lawyer to take out a loan to front those fees and then to let give the lender a percentage of whatever their total commission is going to be at the end of all of it. So, and again, they do usually get their expenses paid back. So with, with, you know, Tom Girardi, there will need to be like an actual deep dive into the Girardi books and the finances to see, Okay, well, if this was the settlement, here's the percentage that Girardi Keyes was allowed to keep. And here's the other amount that Girardi Keyes was not allowed to keep that was supposed to be paid to the client. And that is the quote unquote alleged stolen money. So that's the money that belongs to the clients. And this other percentage, Jordi Keys was actually entitled to of that settlement. And then we, once we figure out all those pieces and then figure out what percentage should go back to the lenders if Tom took out a loan. But on, But once we figure all of that piece out, then we break down, okay, well, Tom was paying for this personal Amex bill. Was that used with you know, funds that were supposed to be the clients' funds, or was that used with the commission that they earned from that settlement that went into Girardi Keys? Was it a gift? We a lot of this is broken down in this this week's episode with David Goodrich, which kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. I'm like, okay, yes, you're right. We do need to do a full forensic accounting to see what percentages actually belong where, what percentage belongs to clients, what percentage belongs to lenders, what percentage belong to Girardi keys, and start to figure out because I mean all we know, maybe, I mean, I don't know, this is all speculation, but like, for all we know, certain expenses were can get lumped into, you know, Gifts, category, like I don't know. I just there's we're so far from getting answers. We're so far from reaching a settlement that to be sending bogus offers on Twitter, basically asking him, asking her. And again, to clarify, she didn't receive a $25 million lump sum. That's not sitting in her bank account right now. When you look at all of it, it was MX and at MX bills and personal expenses that she was sending the bills over to Tom. And we now find out that Tom was paying for those bills and those expenses with Girardi Key's money. Now, was that correct? No, he should not have been paying them from Girardi Key's money. But again, we have to determine what was the percent the commission that they earned what was part of Tom's salary what was entitled to the clients like we're so far from having all of those answers that you can't throw out a bogus claim saying hey just give us 25 million you have to prove that she owes that 25 million and i'm not defending her i want to be very clear i am not defending erica and i know people like to misconflate my my spitting of the facts as just because the facts don't match up to the narrative that you want to believe or just because I don't validate your hatred for this woman does not mean that I'm defending her because I don't defend her in a lot of instances. And we'll get into it with with this week's episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills because I can't defend that behavior. You know what I mean? So take what I say with a grain of salt. Make up your own opinion. I'm not telling you to listen to me. I'm just here to present the case to you. But yes, I'm tired of the news giving him... This attention that he clearly wants. It was clearly a cash grab. It was clearly a or not a cash grab, but like a a press grab to get people to talk about him and be like, oh, wow, the investigators actually trying to work with her and trying to make her an offer. And she's not willing to, to make that offer. She must be a bitch and she doesn't want to pay back. No, she has yet to actually be proven guilty. You know what I mean? So let's let the case play out. Let's let him. I want him to do his job. And if she really did, does owe back that money, I want her to pay that money back. That is not her money. And she should have never spent that money. Boom. Okay. So now that we've checked the circus tricks, shall we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Let's do it. Let's recap it. Because that there was so much that happened. There was a lot that was going on. I don't know how to process it all. I'm still like riveted and cannot wait for next week's episode, especially because we got this week's episode without even a preview from last week of what we were going to get this week. So I loved how great of an episode we all got. I'm here for it. I'm loving it. I'm ready to mention it all. Okay. Let's start with the dinner back at Kathy's house. Everyone's like, oh, my God, these women acted so poorly at Kathy's house. I can't believe they embarrassed Kathy. I'm like, first of all, hold up. Wait a minute. Kathy has watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kathy knows her sisters are on this, you know, trashy reality show. Let's let's be real. I love Beverly Hills, but I'm not. I mean, let's let's call it spade to spade. It's, it's trashy reality TV. Let's be real. Thank you for hitting all the hearts in the bottom there on the Instagram live. I love you guys. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Love you, love you, love you. I'll do bad shout outs momentarily. So everyone that's like, oh, Kathy, poor Kathy, poor Kathy. Kathy knew what she was doing. Kathy is unbothered. Kathy is hot, blonde, and unbothered, just like me. Kathy is not... Concern, like she's probably like oh my god what did i do but i'm glad i didn't invite anybody anybody else over like she knew the bunch of women that she invited over she knew exactly what she was doing kathy is not a dummy as you see her pimping out ruth chris and del taco and all these hilton brands kathy is no dumb cookie and i'm pretty sure she was not expecting any of these women to be on their best behavior and she sat there and she did her thing erica's threat let's talk about the threat i did not love the threat at first when she was when she was talking about Sutton getting sued, I was under the impression and this is how it started, stay with me. It started with her saying Tom was going was likely going to sue her because she was talking about his mental health and how she didn't believe that he was truly in mental decline. And so I was like, okay, so she's not directly threatening Sutton. She's saying, be careful because Tom's likely going to threaten you, which does kind of go into the narrative that she's afraid of Tom herself. Okay, got that. Cool. But then Erica took it a step further and was like, I'm going to promise you. A promise is not a threat. I'm not. I'm not threatening you. I'm promising you. If you're calling me a liar, I'll go head to head with you all fucking day. And I was like, oof, yikes. That was a threat. I mean, let's be honest. A promise is a promise a th- well I guess okay that should be the uh, that should be the poll of the night is a promise a threat this is a real question no shady answers do you think a promise is a threat is a promise a threat YouTube is a promise a threat Instagram podcast I know you're you don't have a place to comment on this but maybe we'll take a poll in the Facebook group if you want to join that do I think a promise is a threat I think it's the same shit like you're promising to do something well I guess a threat a threat could possibly not have follow through, but a promise is saying there will definitely be follow through. I think a promise is stronger than a threat. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this out loud, a, a, a promise is stronger. Everyone seems to say, yes, 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 yes. Russ says it can be. Yeah, I think it's worse. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ansley. It is definitely a lot worse because the threat is like, you know, if, if you do this, I may do this. But if you're promising, then it's like, I'm going to do it. Who gon' check me, boo? Ronald Richards sent me a lot of promises in my DMs. Well, actually, they weren't promises. They were baseless threats. Um, okay. Did not like the threat. But I have to say, and you may not like me with this next part. And so I don't agree with Erica. I don't like that she did that. I don't like that she made something cry. I understand that, like, there's a defense mechanism Again, I'm not saying I defend her, but I understand that there is a defense mechanism cuz she's trying to protect herself from being called a liar, which we'll get into when we break down on book club every Tuesday cuz we're going to go through the the pretty mess book and we're going to dissect it. So as it's just very like I understand she feels like she's being called a liar, so she feels like she has to defend herself and so she's going to come hard k okay, cool. At the same time, I kind of agree with Kyle. Now, let me preface this by saying I don't like how cowardly Kyle is being, because Kyle has been very cowardly in the sense that she's not big and bad as she was at Dorit's house. Dorit has found her voice. Dorit has spoken up. Dorit checked Erica in tonight's episode at that dinner. Dorit was like, I don't agree with that, Erica. I'm, you know, I don't fully this and that. Like, Dorit has no problem. And Dorit has no problem talking about the orphans and the widows. She's brought them up several times. So Dorit has, has come. She found the backbone like it was like very, you know, it was soft and it was it was getting hard. It was it was like a, it was a little limp. It wasn't fully erect yet. But Dereed's b- backbone has now become fully erect Sutton on the other. And Kyle is totally got, you know, she's trying to stay out of the mess altogether. But at the same time, she is more in defense of Erica than not. Like Lisa Wren is very clearly defending Erica, um, which we'll get into later. But Hmm. Kyle, I think, is being a little shady bones. Definitely pushed Sutton. But at the same time, like, I kind of agree with Kyle in the sense that when we go back to the previous scenes, when we go back to Dorit's house, when we go back to Sutton's backyard with Kyle, she's like, I think she's a liar. And and Kyle's like, you're really calling, you're calling her a liar. And she's like, yeah. And I'm going to say it to her face. Like, Sutton was very big and bad. Very big and bad at being like, I don't think she's telling us the truth. And I'm going to tell her that. And I'm going to tell her just like this. Like Sutton was like taking off her earrings, you know, and ready to throw down. And I don't think Sutton is a street bitch. Erica Jane is a street bitch and Erica will throw down with you. And she'll make sure she has that panther ring on so that when she hits you with the jab, it's going to hurt and leave a mark. You're going to have those crested, those crested jewels in your face. Erica Jane is gangster. Sutton is not gangster. So for Sutton to be talking a big game outside and being like, yeah, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her. And then she's there and she's like, well... Erica, I wanted to have a conversation with you. I wanted to talk to you. I agree with you, Blondie. Well, I agree with you, Blondie Bear. Kyle is, I don't know if I would say phony, but she's, I don't know if I would say two-faced. I mean, I guess I just said phony and two-faced. I think when it comes to Kyle, she's very much like, I'm going to stay in the middle. I'm going to kind of, you know, not get too work. I'm not going to pick one side or the other side. You know, she's like very neutral. She likes to stay Switzerland. I don't love people that stay Switzerland. Um, you know, as you can see, I'm not I don't get very Switzerland, especially not on Twitter. But yeah, those are my thoughts about Kyle. But when it comes to Sutton, I do think she backed down to Erica. I do think she's afraid of Erica and the way and listen, if you're gonna come at Erica. And we know that Erica has snapped at people in the past. We've seen, like, Erica put her finger in Sutton's face at Lisa Rinna's lip launch party. So Sutton already knows who she's dealing with. So why is she going to sit there and then get all rattled and then leave crying? Like, I'm just like, you're either a big bad bitch or you're not a big bad bitch. And it's cool if you're not a big bad bitch. And I don't even think any of us think that, that Sutton is a big bad bitch. I don't think anybody thinks Sutton is a big, bad bitch. But Sutton's trying to pimp herself out like she's a big, bad bitch. And it's like, sweetie, like, just let's, let's go back to Sutton concept and sell some really, you know, overpriced clothing. Zach, I love how Sutton said that everybody is afraid of Erica. Finally, somebody said it. Um... Well, Garcelle's not afraid of Erica, and Derite's not afraid of Erica. I think Kyle is afraid of Erica. And I don't think Lisa Renna is afraid of Erica. I think Lisa Renna believes Erica and is defending Erica. I think Kyle is afraid of Erica. I think Derite was a little afraid to come to Erica in the beginning. I don't think Crystal's afraid of Erica. I think Crystal believes and supports Erica. I think Lisa Rinna believes and supports Erica. The only one that I think is actually afraid of Erica is Kyle, to be honest. And I think Sutton's afraid of Erica. I do think Sutton is afraid of Erica. I think she likes to talk a big game, but when it was time for her to show up, she didn't show up. Should Erica have threatened her? No. Should Erica have responded to her the way that she did? No. Do I understand that Erica's under a lot of pressure? Yes, I do give the give Sutton kudos and 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 credit and props I think especially at the Christmas dinner like Sutton was spitting out the hard-hitting questions and I think it's fine to have that approach like absolutely these are questions we all want to know these are all questions we want to know Sutton should absolutely be asking these questions. And if nobody else is comfortable bringing those questions up on camera, I'm glad Sutton did it. I will give the girl props. I like Sutton. I really do like Sutton. But I do think Sutton thinks that she is a lot tougher than she actually is. And Erica sent her home crying. And, you know, tis what tis. So I agree with Kyle. Sutton is a lot braver. I also want to because I see a lot of people defending Sutton and I want to be clear. I like Sutton. I enjoy Sutton. I've had Sutton on my podcast. I think she's enjoyable to watch. Do I think she's awkward? Yeah, but I still enjoy watching her on the show. But I also want to remind everybody cuz everyone wants to be a big Sutton stan. And again, it's I think there's more hatred for Erica that's blinding people to these other things, but like Sutton has never really been pro victim. Sutton has never really spoken out in support of the victims. Garcelle has spoken out in support of the victims. You give Garcelle respect on her name for bringing up her sister and being like, if Tom did that, then fuck Tom. And I was like, yes, Garcelle, speak on it. Doree has stood up to Erica and has brought up the victims and the the orphans and the widows. Sutton, as far as, as I've seen... 80 to 90% of when she talks about this it's in relation to herself. She doesn't want to be implicated, she doesn't want to be sued, she doesn't want her reputation hurt. Like her focus is always on how is this going to affect me versus how is Erica going to support the widows? I'm so sickened by the widows. Sutton is doing this for Sutton. Sutton's not is not doing this for the victims. So if you want to say Sutton will, you know, ask the questions of Erica, yes she should, yes she did. Um But let's 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 check that she's not doing this because she really cares about the victims. Garcelle has a personal story, brought it up, used it. Props to Garcelle. Same thing with Doree. So yeah, I, I I don't believe Sutton is is the most altruistic, or you know, and I mean even Garcelle's asked a lot of really good questions of Erica. Garcelle's not been afraid of Erica. I think. I mean, even considering Erica's big blow up when they were in La Quinta, like, I think, if anything, Garcelle has had the biggest backbone when it comes to Erica. Now, let's talk about Garcelle and Lisa Renna. Or does anybody have any other thoughts about Sutton? So there might be more to it. I want in on this. Live so bad. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, you've sent so many. Garcelle's great. I like Garcelle. Here's the thing. I like them all. I like. I've, I'm not team one or the other. I'm team the show, and I think the season this this the season this time is fucking great. It's great. Um, I I'm not taking live calls, guys, only because since we record it for the podcast and the and the mic and the system isn't set up to the phone, it won't. The mic won't pick up anyone else that calls in, and you know every time we call. Didn't they stop bothering you? Who stopped bothering me? Uh, didn't they? I love this cat is the best. Whose cat? What are we talking about? Oh, cast. Yes. The cast is the best. I love this cast. It's great. Okay. Let's talk about Garcelle and Lisa Rinna. Let's talk Lisa Rinna's amnesia. Okay. I know everyone's dragging Lisa Rinna for the amnesia, but I thought it was hilarious. Like, I was watching it like I was watching a season, an episode of, of Roni, Real Houses of New York, because you can, may, I don't know if this was just my analysis of it, but I feel like when it comes to Rinna and Garcelle, I feel like Rinna was trolling Garcelle. You know what I mean? Like she was overperforming and over We all know for a damn fact, we all know Lisa Rinna remembers what happened at Kathy's house. Like we know that she remembers it she's playing dumb and i also love how she just was like so like overperforming i've i when it comes to the lisa rinna versus garcel beef i'm a little i'm not team rinna i don't support rinna but i also i'm like mm, but garcel i don't really see your side of this either and it's a few things like when it I feel like Garcelle wants to talk about how she feels like she's on the outs. And, you know, the other women just don't connect with her. But And she's like, you know, I feel like it's you, Kyle, Rinna, Erica, and Dorit. And, you know, I'm not really connected with the four of you. But it's also like, mm, didn't you come into this season pissed off at Kyle? Didn't you and Kyle have major beef? Didn't you name your goldfish after Kyle and Dorit? Haven't you made constant jabs at Dorit? And not only that, but didn't you also come into this season hating Lisa Renna for how she behaved last season? So how is it that you have an issue with these women and then you want to say, oh, I feel like you guys are icing me out. You straight up said, Renna, I don't trust you. You got mad at Kyle for calling you out for not paying your donation to Children's Hospital. You are constantly taking jabs at Dorit. Do I think that that's bullying? No. I think Dorit used that word way too loosely, and Garcelle was not bullying Dorit. But she does throw shade, and that's what we love about Garcelle. She's shady. I loved when she's like, I named my goldfish Kyle and Dorit. But then you can't be mad when Kyle and Dorit aren't trying to be your BFF. Hello? And then when it comes to Lisa Rena, she's just like, you know— Lisa Rinna is literally taking on the position that Garcelle took last season. Like, if we remember last season, I understand the circumstances with Denise and Brandy are different from Erica and Tom. However, last season, Garcelle's position was, Denise is my friend. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Denise is my friend. My job is, is to support my friend. and I And as my friend, I have no other reason to believe anything else than what she is telling me. That was literally Garcelle's position. I have no other reason to believe anything. My job is not to question her. My job is to be her friend. And then she came into the season and was like, it was like, Rena, you were not Denise's friend. You were not her friend. You did not support her. And Rena was like, well, I have questions. And Garcelle's like, our job is not to have questions. Our job is to support our friend. So then Rena's like, okay, then I'm going to support my friend Erica this season. If, if what I did last season was wrong, then this season I'm going to change my tone and I'm going to support Erica. I'm gonna support my friend Erica. And now and now everyone's pissed at Rena for literally doing what Garcelle did last season. So I'm like, hold up when like where the double standards, guys. Double standards. Drag me in the comments. I know you will. That's why I have a drag me can right there. Oh, it's actually, it's right here. Drag me, drag me in the comments. Mm-mm-mm. But I think when, when Lisa Rinna brought up the, the the pasta sauce, that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. But I was laughing the whole way because it was literally Rinna being like, you're kidding me, right? Like you're you're really trying to cause a problem when there's not a problem there. So if you're going to try to cause a, a non-existent problem, then you know what? I feel bad that you didn't, you know, thank Harry for the sauce. Like it was so stupid. But it was also like her, I, I think her way of like equating how insignificant these things were. I think Lisa and Garcelle both don't want the friendship. No, I don't think either of them want the friendship. I think the friendship is done. I think the friendship is over. If Denise is to what? If Denise is by, why can't she just admit that? I agree with you, Alicia. Go down on Brandy Glanville. Get it, saucegate. Yeah, saucegate was ridiculous. Oh my god, you guys, so many badges. Okay, uh, any total? Yeah. That those those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts about Kathy, Erica, Sutton. Oh, Dorit and PK. Let's talk about Dorit and PK. PK, PK, um, boy George, I think PK had some very great points and I agreed with him. I will not, I have nothing negative to say about PK's position. Um, I thought PK was right. Erica's, Erica's social media presence is really bad. I think it's a defense mechanism. Does that excuse it? No, but I think she thinks she has to play this tough bitch right now and she has to play like this, I don't give a fuck and I'm going to be okay. It's definitely a defense mechanism, but that doesn't make it okay. I thought PK was right. I thought he had some very valid points. And I was like, all right, do I think he's all that groundbreaking and revolutionary outside of that? Eh, Naming the the dress with pearls, the pearl. Was it groundbreaking? But in this episode, I'm like, you know what, PK? I'm gonna put some respect on your name. You And he's like, I've been in this position. I don't think this is how she should be behaving. I don't think this is how she should be behaving. Was loving PK when he said that. Exactly. That's right. You go, PK. Get it. Okay. Winter House is coming later this month. What was it? October 20th is, I believe, when... Winter House airs. Guys, we get Salt Lake City this month. We got Winter House and we get Vanderpump Rules all in September. Like, hello, I am here for this. Get the fuck, get Rony out of here. I didn't even watch that bullshit episode this week from Rony about never. It was was like a never before scenes episode, but it wasn't really a never before the scenes episode. They called it like something else. I did not give. How many fucks do I give? Zero. Zero. None. Not one. Don't care. No, thank you. Not going to watch. Maybe. I don't even know if it's on my DVR, but no, thank you. Thank you. Next. Yes. Christmas in September. That's right, Denise. Okay. Winter House looks super juicy. We have four new faces. We have Craig and Austin from Southern Charm. And then we have Lindsay. We have Luke. We have Kyle. We have Amanda. We have Sierra all from Summer House. A lot of people were like, is this replacing Summer House? This is not a replacement to Summer House. This is just a spinoff with Some of the Summer House cast and some of the Southern Charm cast. The only two from Southern Charm are the two that I have wet dreams about, and that's Craig and Austin. I know some of you guys don't like Craig and Austin, but, oh, my God, I would do things to them. I'm trying to get them on the podcast. I hope I can manifest that shit. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am that bitch. Okay. Um, And then we have four newbies, two dudes, two girls. Looks like it's going to be fun and feisty, and everyone's, you know— sleeping with each other and trying to sleep with Austin. We have three girls fighting over Austin and Paige doesn't get it. The trailer looked juicy. It looked fu- It looked like everything we get from Summer House, but except in Vermont instead of the Hamptons. And I'm like, all right, I'm here for it. I would have liked to have seen Carl, but I understand Carl's like just in a different place in his life. I predict he will be leaving Summer House or reducing his time on Summer House in the future. I just think he's he's moving on. He's Miss Moving On. But yes, so that comes back, I believe, October 20th. Vanderpump Rules returns, I believe, the 20-something, 20, 20 22nd, 25th, 27th, 28th. I don't know, something like that. The twenty Some 20th. By the way, can we talk about Beyond Salem on Peacock with Lisa Rinna and Eileen Davidson? The final episode is Friday. They've been releasing an episode every day this week, and it is so— I am not a soap bitch. I've never watched soap opera. Soap as in I clean my asshole, but like not soap as in soap television. That it's it thoroughly enjoyable. It is thoroughly fun and enjoyable. And I am living for it. And all the housewife references in it. It's good. And I cannot wait for the finale this Friday. It's on Peacock. For those of you that don't have Peacock, Peacock's actually free. I didn't know that. So you can watch all of this for free. All you have to do is download the Peacock app. This sounds like an ad. It's not even an ad. Jeez. Um, But I was just like, because I was like, oh my God, the last thing I need is another fucking streaming service that I'm going to have to pay for to watch the Housewives Ultimate Girls Vacation, Ultimate Girls Trip. But nope, it's happening. Yes, Lisa Rinna is hilarious on, so it's Days of Our Lives Beyond Salem days of our lives beyond Salem Eileen Davidson's in it and Lisa Rinna's in it they have a lot of housewives references in it it's so good I'm gonna watch just because you said it's cheesy I'm telling you like it's not good in the sense like you're gonna be like oh my god you know it's not like a a Leo Dakar you know a a Brad Pitt movie where you're, you're like oh he's hot and there's a good plot no it's cheesy as fuck but it's thoroughly enjoyable so it's uh, Days of Our Lives, Beyonce. And I've never watched an episode of Days of Our Lives in my fucking life. Yes, they have a table flip. They have a talk about the husband moment. They have it all. And it's great. It's great. beyonce Salem. Yes. I Every time I say it and I hear it, I think it's Beyonce. But it's beyond Salem. Okay. Salt Lake City. Holy fuck. The first two minutes. Holy motherfucking. Holy fucking shit. What the what? What the what? So good. we the first two minutes of the first premiere episode, I believe it premieres on the 12th, right this Sunday. Salt Lake City returns season two the first two minute teaser that they released about Jen Shaw getting arrested, my mind was blown. I was like, what is happening? I'm here for it. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I want more of it. I cannot wait to watch it. She's in the car and she gets a phone call. She's in the bus. They're at Beauty Lab and Laser. And then she's in the bus and she gets a call from her husband. She's like, hey, baby, we're just here. And, and, and uh, Heather's Laser, her her med spa. And then he's like, we don't know what he says. But then she's like, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on and then and then she's like Whitney Whitney can you put your maga stuff aside and and help me turn off my mic and then when he's like yeah girl what's going on and she's like i need you to turn off my mic the feds are coming for me and Whitney's like yeah girl let's go and then she gets off the car and then we don't really see what happens but then we see her talking to i think it's Whitney it's someone and she's like something bad just happened i got to go and they're like why what happened and then you just see her take off and then it's like 12 minutes later and then you have the helicopter and it's like and the girl's like, what's going on? And then Heather's like, she's on the run. And then you see that they're raiding the house, and they had they're like outside with the feds. And the fed they're like, what's going on? What are you doing in there? And he's like, it's a raid. We have a warrant. So good. Your mag shots aside. Oh, your mag hats aside. Um Yes. So, it, I mean, gold. It looks so juicy. I cannot wait. We, we also see that Mary and Meredith weren't there. I know that it's going to come up that maybe they were possibly part of tipping off the feds. This feels like another Teresa Caroline Jacqueline moment where she's like, you're the reason I got arrested. And it's like, no, Joe's the reason you got arrested. And you were flashing cash money on a reality show. Calm down, boo. The taglines, though. Oof. The tag, I thought these taglines were solid. I thought they were good. I love Jen Shaw's because it's so delusional. She's like, The only thing I'm guilty of is being Shaw amazing. And I'm like, Sweetie, you're going to prison. Like, Erica Jane, there has yet to be a case made against her, but the Fed, there's a case against you from the Fed, sweetie. Like, it's going down. You're going down. You ain't going to be around, baby, all night long. You're going down. My two favorites, though, were Lisa's and Meredith's taglines. Lisa's like, you don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the two of us. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, that's going to be my tagline. That's going to be my motto for 2021. Mm. And then Meredith's was like, I may be icy, but I always bring the heat. I was like, mm, I love it. I love it. But I'm like, we should have done something about disengaging. Something, anything, you know? Yes, I did see Jen Shaw on the Bravo TV Live IG. Actually, I didn't see it. I saw that it was happening. I tuned in for like two seconds and I was like, we're not going to get any tea out of this. This isn't going to be good. She had the helicopters. Yes, Drag Me Monique. She had the helicopter. The What is that? The TikTok song with the helicopters? Mary's was also great though. She's like, if you come for me, I'll send Jesus after you. And I was like, oh shit, don't, don't send Jesus. You're gonna send who? You're gonna send Jesus? Jesus is coming for me. Don't send Jesus after me. Do not even play me with Jesus, Mary. Okay, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. No, thank you, ma'am. I'm good. I'm good. All right, those is my thoughts. Shall we do Q and A? What else do you have to tell me? Let's go. Are we going to dish? Should we do an after party tonight? Oh, I'll do bad shout outs. Should we do an after... And then I'll do questions for the questions that were submitted. Should we do an after... party? If we do after parties, which I'm starting to do, which I came up with the Zach Pack. That's what we named the, our, our exclusive uh, dish spilling. So this, this this live happens at No Filter with Zach, and it's recorded for YouTube and for the podcast. And it's saved on the Instagram account. But... The after parties happen at, on my personal page at just plain Zach and those aren't saved. So the tea I spill there, I'm usually Liddy City and the tea I spill there is exclusive tea that I ain't spilling anywhere else and it is not recorded. So you will not be getting that anywhere else. And I may have said a little too much on Tuesday night. I, th- I don't think we'll always do after parties, but I'm kind of in the mood to do an after party tonight. MRSM. Thank you so much. Three badges. Three badges. So sweet. Rescued Boris. Yes. Thank you for the three badges. Rescued Boris was killing it in this Tuesday's book club live. Rescued Boris won, came to slay. Emily over bow. Ba- Emily is going over bow. Hey, boo. Thank you for the two badges. Chrissy. 37 x three badges y'all were the first five karina karen voss one karen voss one i know karen voss one because karen voss one is always spilling it in our facebook group see i remember you guys cheryl perry oh hey cheryl perry thank you for the two badges boo i got one and two happy and ness drag me monique how are you liking that rose the drag me rose i've been seeing you you taking it on the beach girl you've been taking it everywhere And you've been getting Liddy City. I know you have. You were killing them. And I was like, ooh, you're going to be lit. Lee, how you doing, Lee? I love when you come in on the Tuesday night live chats for Book Club. We're doing Book Club again this upcoming Tuesday. We have finished Dorinda's book. And now we're going to be breaking down Pretty Mess by Erica Jane. I understand that is a controversial choice. So I am not requesting that you buy the book and read the book if you don't want to. I have a copy of the book. I will be recapping it and breaking it down each week, and we will be discussing it, and we'll be doing quizzes afterwards um, for giveaways every Tuesday night. You don't have to buy a copy of the book if you don't want to. I understand the morals behind it. Um, You don't have to. I'm not asking. I mean, if you want to, sure, go ahead. And if you want to use my Amazon storefront and, you know, support the podcast in the process, I'm not going to hate you for it. But I understand if people don't want to order the book, you can still tune in. It'll be uploaded on YouTube and we go live every Tuesday nights. I'll be recapping it for you. So if you want to know the juicy stuff that's in it without actually buying the book, I support that. If you have a copy already, you can read that copy. If you have a copy from a friend, you can borrow it, go to the library or library is still a thing. I don't know, but, you know, I've heard they happen. So, yes, thank you, Lee Eagleson. I know you come in on the Tuesday Live chats and you come and try to kill those quizzes at the end. We give away Liddy City tank tops, tank tops, and no filter hats. It's a fun time. Sue's nine zero six seven. What's going on, Sue's? Look at that four badges. Get it, Sue's. Get it. Get it. Get it. Sue pilari two two three. Wow, three five badges, Sue. Sue, that is so generous of you. Uh, You're like my sugar daddy, Sue. Sue is always spilling hot tea in my DMs. Sue is always, she's blowing up my DMs, but it's always with hot tea, girl. Shelly. Shelly, girl. What's going on, Shelly, girl? Two badges. Love you. Appreciate you. Udabomb.com. Holly in the Valley five badges holly is the best holly sends people free wine holly is always in my dms giving me hot takes holly is even unafraid to disagree with me and we disagree and i'm like i see you and she's like i see you and we're like but we disagree but we have a good time and she's like so sweet we have the best conversations beyond just housewives so i love dming with holly runner girl 66 thank you for the two badges runner girl hope you're doing well this week. Hope you guys all had a great Labor Day weekend and are going to have a great weekend this weekend. Hopefully you've gotten over the hump of having to get recover from a three-day weekend. Jessica Schaefer. What's going on, Jessica? Three badges. That's right, girl. Get it, get it, get it. Jessica Schaefer looking so fly in that dress in your profile. You'll pick Robin Jameson. Ooh, Robin Jameson. Do you like Jameson? Is that your drink of choice? I hope not. I hope your drink of choice is my rosé available at nofilterwine.com. Thank you, Robin. So sweet, guys. I really appreciate all of you. I truly, truly do. Should we do some questions? Question time. Let's do Q and A. Q&A. Let's see. Did oh, hi Holly. Oh, everyone. Yeah. See, everyone. Norm was like, hi Holly. Can you send me some free wine? Where's your is your girl Mar in the chat today, guys? Is your girl Mar here? I love it. Oh, thank you, Norma Maldonado. Thank you for the two badges, Norma. Thank you. Holly bought another badge. Oh, Holly, you are so sweet. I freaking love you. Is your girl Mar in the live chat, you guys? Your girl, we always talk about your girl Mar. No, she isn't. Oh, your girl Mar, we love you. We hope you're having a great time with the new baby. New baby. Nope, it's truly my last name. Oh, so you don't like Jameson. Well, Either way, either way. Thank you, Robin. Hola, amigo. Hi, Curly Q. I have not seen her in the lifetime. She's probably dealing with her baby, guys. Um, okay. Let's take some questions. It is Q&A time. Sue wants to know, what do you think about poor Patrick? I don't think there's anything poor about Patrick. I think Patrick was living for all of the tea. He's like, yes. I, these bitches is crazy, and I'm here for it. Patrick was loving it. Why do you? Why did Erica tell Kyle? Kyle, you should keep quiet. Um, I don't remember her saying that, but I I vaguely remember her saying that. Kyle, you should keep quiet. I think in the I don't know. I think it was that moment of her being like, you guys should be careful what you say about Tom. If you guys are going to question Tom, you should be careful what you say about him because he's not afraid to go after you. She's probably afraid that he's going to go after her. I definitely got that sense from Erica. So maybe that was it. I don't think she was threatening Kyle. She definitely threatened Sutton, but I don't think she was threatening Kyle. Shelly girl. So you're saying Jen is going to prison. I'm pretty sure Jen is going to serve some prison time. If I could make a prediction, not an accusation, but a prediction, I'm pretty sure, like, the case against her is not looking good at all. She, it's not, it's not well, bitch. Robin Jamison, did I miss the ding-dong ditch tea? Tell me, oh, okay, I completely forgot about the ding-dong ditch tea. Um, I feel like I briefly mentioned this on another podcast, so I told everybody to go and listen to Juicy Scoop on, which is Heather McDonald's podcast. It's available on YouTube and on iTunes and Spotify. Kimberly Archie was on Juicy Scoop, and Kimberly Archie used to work at the Girardi Key's firm. Now, according to Kimberly Archie, and I've been able to confirm this with two independent sources that are close to the situation. I know some people are like, who are you to be like independent sources? What are you, the CNN? I'm like, fuck off, eat my asshole. Um, Sources meaning I know people who tell me things that are close to the situation, and like, if you don't want to be here, then Leave. So the T is that the story is actually real. Erica, I exaggerated it. There was a lot of hyperbole in what she actually said on the show. Like I said, I think that it was edited to make it look confusing to preface or to foreshadow the beef with Sutton and Erica. But apparently Tom was driving. There is a little ditch around there near their house, not far from outside of the gate. But apparently Tom was driving, crashed into a tree tried to get out of the car, and in the process of trying to get out of the car, he tripped and rolled down into like a ditch. Was it a cliff? Like Erica said, no, it was not a cliff. That was definitely hyperbolic. She definitely exaggerated that. It wasn't a cliff. Was he truly unconscious for 12 hours? Possibly. I know that he was left there for a while. He was unconscious. He did, you know, break his ankle. The reason that they downplayed the story and the reason Erica was talking about it so lightly on the show is because they were trying to protect his reputation. There was also apparently an event in Vegas that he was supposed to go to that he never misses according to Kimberly Archie and he definitely didn't go because he was all bandaged up. So he was definitely, they were definitely trying to protect his reputation. They were trying to make it look like he didn't crash um, because it was a pretty bad accident in terms of like he really did hit his head. I hate that it's like adding validity to the, to the uh, dimension Alzheimer's. I don't believe Kimberly Archie has any motive in protecting Tom, only because it, you'll remember Kimberly Archie from the Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler. She's best friends with Kathy Rui Gomez, who is Joe Rui Gomez's mother. So she's very close to the Rui Gomez family, which is one of the victims of the Geordie Keyes embezzlement scandal. So... I don't think she has any reason to protect Tom. She was trying to help Kathy and Joe while she was working at the firm. So I believe that there was some of, like, undercover work that she had to do while she was working there. So she was, like, the mole from within. She was, like, the sniper from the side. So, yeah. The whole story, you can listen to her version of the events, but he crashed into a tree, he rolled down into a ditch, he was there and he was unconscious, and the reason it was all kind of covered up. I mean, I would assume that Erica's son was probably called if there needed to be a police report, or they know people on the force that, you know, they wouldn't want it filed for that reason. Um, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if the car would have needed to be towed, because I don't think the car was totaled. It was just he crashed into the tree and, like, hurt himself as a result of that. Um, okay. Anna. Does Erica saying Tom might come after Sutton show they're colluding? She seemed scared to me, to be honest. I believe that she was scared or she is scared of Tom, Um does it mean that they're colluding? Not necessarily. It means that Erica knows her husband is a shark and he comes after people that question him. That's not even something we needed Erica to reveal. We saw it in the Hulu in the Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler. Anytime any of those clients that wanted their money were like, Tom, like they were getting brave with him. He was like, don't come after me. I will end you. So Erica knew that he was a very threatening person. So I think that's where it was coming from. Her own threat is separate. Um... Do you think that Erica is in on this after this episode? She seemed more scared to me. Yeah, I don't think she's in on it necessarily as much as she is afraid. I think she even knows to a degree Tom may not be as fully mentally incapacitated. Yes, she's validating that he was having some lapses in judgment and some memory issues, which Kimberly Archie validated on Juicy Scoop as well, is that his memory was starting to go. But that doesn't mean that he was fully mentally incapacitated which mean, which I kind of believe right now. I think his memory may be starting to go, but I don't believe that he's fully mentally incapacitated. Does it come across to you that Erica is in on it after this episode? No, I don't think so. Um, are any of your wines sweet? I'm a Moscato girl. My wines are not very sweet. There's less of the gram of sugar in them. They are fizzy, so it is easier on the palate. It is a delicious wine. I recommend it, and not just because I, you know, made it myself. Um, Sue says, I believe Erica is very afraid of Tom. I don't get what is coming in the next week about the burglary. Oh, yeah. I want to know what's going on with that burglary. I want to hear that full story because we haven't really heard a version of that. I can't wait to watch it. I don't have any thoughts of it yet. But once we watch it, I will. I was one of the people that was kind of like, is this a real burglary? When it first broke in the news, I was like, is this a real burglary? Is this not a real burglary? Like, how are we feeling about it? Jessica, do you think the number one assistant will turn on Jen, possibly to protect himself? I wouldn't be surprised, just to be honest. Confidence by Quinn, just joined. Do you know anything from the preview about a second crash? There was a second crash? Was that disclosed somewhere? I don't remember hearing it. It may have been in the preview and I may just have not really caught onto it. But I believe next week's episode isn't focused on a second crash, but it's focused on the burglary that happened at the Girardi house um Ansley I do not like Crystal I fucking love Crystal Crystal is the bomb.com I love Crystal Crystal's great why don't you love Crystal okay fuck we're already reaching the one hour mark okay so we're gonna have to wrap on this live but I'm feeling do we want to do an after party how many do people want to do an after party Again, after parties aren't recording. All of this is broadcast and recorded. I'm already going to be a wine deep, so I'll crack open a second wine and do an after party at Just Plain Zach if you guys want to do it. Yes? No? Maybe so? I love Crystal. I love Crystal, too. I think Crystal's great. Okay. Emily wants an after party. There was something special. Ooh, Val wants an after party. Fabi wants an after party. Jessica wants an after party. George wants an after party. What's going on, George? Ooh, Casper wants an after party. Sue wants, okay, okay, all right, guys. Chrissy, okay, we'll do an after party. Again, after parties don't get saved. So if you want the real tea and you want to ask me juicy questions, that's where you go. We can't do badges on the after party either. So the after party is literally just for us to have an after party. I make badges off of this live stream, but the second live stream on my personal page, I don't get badges. I don't make anything off of that. It's literally just that we can get Lady City Norma, local. Yes, after party, after party. You skipped me, Ansley. what, what, What did I skip you on, girl? Tell me. I told you guys, sometimes the badges filter out. You know, people, the questions don't always come in order. So if I do miss something, please let me know. And I'm happy to address it, always. What did I miss, Ansley? I will answer it, girl. Unless you said yes to the after party, and then I will add you to the count. Okay, let's do the last of the badge shout-outs. Simply M, uh, Simply Mem J. Simply, oh, Simply Me MJ. Simply Me, I always fuck it up. I'm so sorry. Every time. Simply Me MJ, or Simply, yeah, Simply Me MJ. Thank you for the three badges. Chrissy 37 came on in with another badge. Get it, girl. Um, log cabin girl two badges yes rescued boris coming in with another one arm m R- Sam. holly in the valley thank you for tuning in and thank you for the additional three badges love you thank you colleen brick three badges love you love you guys thank you guys so much i really 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 appreciate wow this is like a very um nice one it's the wine what's the wine ansie what did you ask me Oh, Anza, yes, I'm VIP for that after party. Yes, that is the Zach Pack exclusive. Tomorrow is the day that Andy will ask Erica Jane the hard questions at the Real House of Beverly Hills Reunion. You are right, Arifka, you are right. The Beverly Hills Reunion tapes on Friday. As I said, we're taping this Thursday night. Most of you are probably listening to this. If you're listening to it on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, you're probably tuning in on friday so this is the day that the reunion is being taped and i cannot wait for all of the tea let's get it i'm 35 but it's still thirsty thursday thirsty thursday like i'm in college yes age ain't a thing but a number i agree with you with with you alicia all right guys thank you for tuning in to this week's uh thirsty thursday live on instagram we go live every thursday at 6 30 p.m. Pacific, 9:30 Eastern. In the evenings, we also go live on Tuesdays for Bravo Book Club. We are just starting Pretty Mess by Erica Jane. Yeah, I almost said Erica Joydy, but Erica Jane is the name of the book. So we will be breaking down the first three chapters of Pretty Mess this upcoming Monday. You can tune in live on the Instagram. We don't upload those to the podcast. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can only get it on Instagram, or you can get it on. YouTube I do upload I do re-upload those to YouTube so book club every Tuesday nights uh, tea time or thirsty Thursday tea every Thursday nights and then podcast episodes air Mondays we have news breakdowns Wednesdays we have interviews if you haven't listened to this week's interview with David Goodrich I highly recommend it there's so much information I'm telling you you're gonna need to take notes and probably listen to it more than once because there's so much information in it but we're gonna go live right now at just Plain Zach which is my personal account if you want to follow me there follow us on the Instagram for the podcast at new filter with Zach subscribe on YouTube youtube.com slash dress Zach you get full video episodes and other fun clips and just lots of good stuff on the YouTube so thank you guys if you listening to this on the, on the podcast or on the Twitter or on the YouTube please leave me a five-star review on iTunes it is It means so much. It helps with the rankings. And I really do appreciate all of the reviews and the love. And it'll help filter out some of those trolls from Ronald Richards camp. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now.